What's up, former party people? This is Jerry, you know, the one who actually combs his hair on the A is for Alcoholic podcast. Now, if you're finding value in listening to the AIFA podcast every week and you want to support sharing it with others, we invite you to become a sustaining monthly or per show contributor. Go to patreon.com backslash AIFA. It's super easy and it only takes a quick moment. It's about as easy as buying one of those pre-cooked space chickens from the grocery store, taking it outside, giving it a big old kiss and kicking it into traffic. <laughs> Why would you do that? Anyway, you do you and I'll do me. Again, go to patreon.com backslash AIFA. And with that, people, let's start the show. A is for Alcoholic is a program about recovery. My name is John and I'm an alcoholic. And my name is Jerry and I'm an alcoholic. Join us as we go through the alphabet of alcoholism one letter at a time. Welcome back to the A's for Alcoholic podcast. Um, I'm here. My name is John. I'm here with Jerry Wagner Jr. What's we're up? Here to talk, we're here to talk to you about um, alcoholism, uh, recovery, um, probably talk about video games, hip hop. Speaking of beats, before we were about to record, I think there was some something. Uh, the house schedule was a little bit off. Your daughter was playing the drums as we were about to start recording. Gosh, you don't even have a drum schedule. She just plays whenever the muse takes a hold of her, man. I thought, I thought maybe she was going to like bust some rhymes over I know. I, like, you got to hear my dad voice, too. I'm like, not right now, Alden. <clears throat> creative at a later time, but right now I'm hindered. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, the drums are in the next room. It's a little bit difficult when you don't have right. a studio. That's why. It's like, it's a drum set for Christmas. Although I'm all about it. I think it's adorable. I think it's awesome, right? That's we're in Daddy's podcast time when GarageBand crashes on him three times and he's got to record the podcast over Skype. Like, man, we were like, like one peasant. level up in the world with like a peasant. You know, it was like we were recording on Audacity. We were like working our game up like, oh, yeah, we're yeah. pros. You know, I moved up to GarageBand because of the update screwed Audacity and now we're back down again. Yeah, but this so is it. it. This is raw recovery right here. Raw recovery. You do what needs to be done. You don't give up. I mean, I think that if if we had if we had ever hit a snag while we were drinking, we would have been like, "Fuck it." Yeah. Oh, I definitely the fuck it. The shit fuck stack was definitely. I was like, you know what? Just we're we're scrapping it. So, so yeah. So if it, this if the audio on this one sounds a little bit different this week, folks, that's why. Um, so we're recording it via Skype. But uh, yeah, no, we we had some issues, technical issues, and you had the fucking dang or the the, the tangled up headphones, and it was just like, yeah, right. you know what? And let's that was record. like looking for the dongle because I thought maybe I could plug the mic in with the <laughs> dongle and the phone, but then I realized right. the mic's a USB plug. It's 2020. These are extra things I have to worry about now, you know? Like, I mean, I'm so grateful we get oh. to do a podcast and and we have the technology to be able to reach out, talk to each other from like two states away, you know, or a state away, and. But still, mm -hmm. sometimes it's, it's like all this extra shit means more shit breaks down. Well, and it is. It's like that you get that stacking and you mm -hmm. get frustrated. And if it was, if there was any, if there was any level of alcohol involved, it would have been like fuck it, right. whatever. So shit. you know, to the listeners, y'all been getting filet mignon for dinner tonight. It's hamburger <laughs> helper. We're sorry. This is, Daddy's had a rough day at work. Tired. Don't have enough money uh, for pizza. Right. Hamburger helper. Yeah. Damn. Did you ever eat that shit when you were a kid? <laughs> you said that. Yeah. We used the tuna helper because we could cook it ourselves. Yeah, I've got uh, a box of that too, actually, it, nice. that we got for some reason. But yes, I've had quite a few of the helpers. Mm -hmm. As an adult, actually, not as a kid, my mom didn't make it that much. Very rare. Mom was hungover, was real hungover, weird hang hamburger helper. Mm. We used to do this thing. So when Jerry and I, this is before he and I lived together. And but we lived like not too far away. And you know what's weird is like when you lived on High Street and I lived on 18th and you only lived on like 15th or 16th and high, maybe 17th, I remember yeah. 17th. I remember thinking it was so fucking far to walk. Like I was yeah. so lazy back then. Like I was like, oh, it's fucking four blocks away. But yeah. we would call each other on the phone like we'd be super broke, always trying to scrape up money for beer, whiskey. And it was like this thing where I'd call you and be like, hey, man, do you have any like noodles or something or you know, if you got like some tuna and I got some yeah. like noodles and fucking frozen, frozen veggies, veggies. And we, yeah, and we try to like put together some kind of casserole or some kind of meal between like four guys. Yeah, 
like, and, like just to spoon have my hot dog buns, like just to, <laughs> you could yeah. spoon the mac and cheese into a hot dog bun. Yeah, that was like that Coda casserole that Dakota yeah. we were talking to last week. Oh. Yeah, he would make these dinners that were just yeah, like cut up hot dogs with like tuna and noodles, ramen and <laughs> cut up hot dogs. Yeah, it was those, it that, was our twenties. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just it was such a um, it never occurred to me to try and like level up like i felt you know what i mean like it never occurred to me to to try and live have a better standard of living at that age and i, I mean wonder, i guess you're not supposed to yeah. but i don't not know not real i mean yes and no if you were forward thinking you had more experience i think you would that's why i was wondering out loud is whether or not i think that was just alcohol mixed with being a young irresponsible person you know mm-hmm. yeah because i know people who aren't alcoholics who also live pretty gnarly but also, you know, I mean, not to get into the politics or society too much, but it's it is harder, I think, for younger people now than it was for us. I think it is harder for them. That's, I mean, what is? I don't know. That might be an outside issue. Um, yes and no. I mean, yeah, sure. It's it's definitely harder than it than it was. It's yeah, I think so. I yeah, mean, it's rent more expensive. Is way more expensive now. Yeah. When we I were wages have gone up a little bit, but not too much though. No, but rent is is has increased, fucking exponentially. That first house I was living in 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 '98, we paid $180 each for a room. So it was four four guys paying $180 each. This shit was less than $800 for that whole house. That whole yeah. house, the two story house is like 1,800 square feet. It was huge, had that big backyard. So, anyhow, <laughs> hamburger welcome helper aside, welcome to A's for Alcoholic. Uh, today, um, L is for listening. This was a topic that was um, suggested by one of our patrons on Patreon, which if you're interested in becoming one, uh, patreon.com slash AIFA. Um, it's just a place where you can get a hold of other content that we have recorded and you get our episodes a couple days early. So, uh, listening, looking, listening, trying to understand. Um, I, I think, I think of this a lot in, in, in reference to the rooms as we like to call it and trying to listen to what other people have to say who have more experience. And I don't think that that's really inactive alcoholism or when we're drinking when we were young i wasn't interested in listening or learning anything i always felt like just getting fucking fueled up and just going crazy and and i never felt like there was i rarely remember ever looking up to somebody other than how much they could drink or how cool i thought they were i never felt like i was looking to learn anything from anyone yeah and there's also that aspect of just waiting for your turn to talk. Right. That's the one that comes to mind. I was going to say, though, inactive alcoholism. When I was listening or trying to learn, it was trying to learn how to get more bang for my buck. You know, if someone had better advice as far as how fucked up I could get for how little money or how, come on, like how many hangover remedies would you fucking file mm-hmm. away in that in your brain there in the beginning, you know? it's just a different thing now. Now these are tangible things that you can actually use in your life. You know, hangover remedy just helps get you through the day. You know, It's not really, you're not building a foundation for a better life. No, better you're just tomorrow. figuring out that Pedialyte, you know, will oh, fucking... Oh, Jesus, yeah. I did that. Did you do that? Yeah, I mean, because I always, I always thought that I had it dialed in when I was like, yep, you get the Pedialyte, and here's the deal. You drink half of it the night before, and you save the other half for the day after, you you slam like four or five ibuprofen just above the, the what's the 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 legal not the legal limit but the daily limit right so just above the daily limit pound the pedialyte and like save yourself half a bottle and a beer for the morning and you'll be fine right. mm-hmm. and so all of the fucking process of like trying to learn how not to be hungover that was yeah that was the yeah. biggest that those those are my lessons or like those uh, the hangover pills you would buy from the gas station that were just activated uh. charcoal. And then you just shit out a Memorial Day parade the next day, a <laughs> Memorial Day barbecue, not a parade. 
You know what I'm saying though? Like I, I used so. to eat those things. Yeah, I would take activated charcoal all the time because I thought it would soak up the booze and I would feel like not like shit. But I always felt like shit. I always felt like shit. I don't feel like shit all the time anymore though. Just sometimes. No, no. But I don't, for I don't different think... things though, you know, for like lifting weights wrong or like overexerting myself or just generally being in my 40s. I, I don't know if we talked about this in a previous podcast, but I went and got my eyes checked by my optometrist, and he told me oh, that yeah. my next checkup in six months, I'll probably need bifocals. And then he like, and he was a guy who was, I think he's in his fifties and the way he was, and he's kind of like these, like kind of a cool optometrist, kind of off the cuff, oh, says shit yeah. every once in a while, kind of jokes with me, fucks around, kind of weird sense of humor. Mm-hmm. So he's just like, Hey man, really sorry to be telling you this, but, uh, yeah, you're probably gonna need uh, progressives, you know, next next one around. I'm gonna push this these contact mm-hmm. lenses. I'm gonna push the strength of them, but you're probably gonna need progressives, buddy. Sorry what to are... tell, sorry to be the one to tell you that, but once you're over 44, I'm like I don't give a fuck, dude. My body is falling apart. I get it. It's just falling apart in a different way than it used to be. I'm cool. I'm like I woke up outside numerous times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That Not was a meaning regular to like I went right, like it was six p.m. at my house, and the next day I woke up outside somewhere else. So I'm good, dude. Bring on the bifocals. I'll make them look cool. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's fine. I think that's a that's a normal thing, dude. And that's not anything to be. I mean, you're not embarrassed. It's just... no, I'm not embarrassed. You know what I'm more bummed out about is uh, I'm my hair's thinning, and it bothers me. Like I was uh-huh. doing some. Uh, I know we're talking about listening here, but whatever. But uh, but well, you're listening to me. Yes, I'm listening to you. Yeah, but um, I was filming myself with a stop motion doing working on a painting, a commission painting for somebody. And so the stop, it was a halo, uh, one of those ring lights. Mm-hmm. I was lighting up the painting with, and so my head would duck into frame while I was painting, and I could just see all the thin spots on the back of my head, like where it's just I'm just I'm not. There's no pattern now. You know, they say male pattern baldness, like it goes in a circular pattern, like you have a piece of baloney on the back of your head or whatever. Like mine's <laughs> yes. not like that. It's just falling out in certain parts. Like I like I worked at Chernobyl or something, you know, I was like super fucking bummed about it. That's what bummed me out more than the other thing. And I guess, but that's my vanity. Like it's all part of aging. It's mm-hmm. been very interesting to go through my like midlife sober, like go through this midlife like not getting fucked up and like actually approaching life without uh th- that filter of not giving a shit you know or mm-hmm. or that false filter of not giving a shit you know because i i think there's a big difference between accepting things and not giving a shit you know like people are like i don't give a fuck you know and it's like well what does that mean though i i don't know does that's that mean- not the same thing as acceptance at all yeah like like these things are happening and you know what Pff, whatever like they're happening to everybody you know I think that just I I think that there's I think that it's good and healthy to not care what other people think of you, you well, know? Yeah. I think but I think there's to a certain extent, but just I, being like I don't give a shit about anything like I and I have a certain level of apathy towards some things just be and I, or right. a genuine like flexibility, you know? I was talking to my girlfriend about this and I said, "Look, you know, when you give me a couple of different options and I say I'm fine with either one, I genuinely mean that." Like, but right. if you want me to choose, then I'll fucking pick one. I'll be like, right. "Yep. What do you, you know, want to go out to eat or whatever right. whatever the thing is." Mm-hmm. Um and I I just want to go backtrack to a second and let people know that for those of you who don't know, Jerry um, and you didn't know him in his 20s. He had this thick, lustrous, dark, fucking raven-like hair. Like was he was all about God. From the <laughs> hairline up. <laughs> from the hairline <laughs> up. Dark, rich, fucking luxurious. It had that perfect wave for pompadours. Like I could never get the. My hair was kind of thin anyway, and kind of like too straight. And so the pompadours always had to be like propped up with aquanet or lots of preening and so he could just like he could totally pull off like the river phoenix and fucking uh my own private idaho where it's kind of just there and it looks messy but it's perfect so i i get what you're saying there and i'm and i love the uh, r.i.p dude you know like r.i.p my badass hair (laughs) because like from the hairline up man i was ideal from the hairline <laughs> down, it was a fucking <laughs> shit show. Yeah, it was a just, just a sad stack a, of baloney. Yeah, it was a sad stack of baloney. It's like a it's like a space shuttle crash, you know, from the fucking hairline down. But yeah. but 
too soon? <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I just, I think that <laughs> my point is, is that it's just like you get old, and a part yeah, of this, get old. And I'm gonna bring this around here is that what you, when you talk about being sober in your middle age, you're listening to your body more than you ever were before. Uh, you like that? Yeah, yeah. Because I did go off the trail there a little bit, but. You would you jumped out of a window and broke your leg. You fucking I broke you the probably shit out of my leg, yeah. You and I both probably had a mild case of jaundice once or twice. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Yeah. How how many times would you have speaking of, you know, things like flu-like symptoms on a regular basis and you'd be like whatever, that's just the way it is today. That's yeah, just how I feel. Now they're like coronavirus and I'm like we're all fucked, you know, but right? back right. then I was like, "Hey, coronavirus, that's just lame." Yeah, I, I get I give that to myself every single night. Go ahead and die, squares. You know, like <laughs> right. Yeah. So, so I think that that's part of that, like not giving a fuck about what other people think of you, but you know, not caring about yourself. Like caring about yourself is, and care. You know, taking care of yourself is a positive, awesome, attractive thing. And I don't mean that in like sexy way because i mean it is and maybe it's a little sexy i don't know right but you know like it's like a guy washes his ass he's fine as hell hey man you know i mean people people There's you recognize it for washing your ass yeah no i recognize wash your it. ass wash your hands wash take your hands. 20 seconds sing happy birthday a couple times nice. while you're washing your ass right get all in the crevices and the cracks and make sure but you know you can tell when you see somebody who's either taken care of themselves or who has not yeah, of course. You know what I mean? And who looks at you like, oh, I would much rather, I like that person, you know, right. versus somebody who you know is like having a rough time of it or, and I don't know what's going on with them, but you can tell. And we, so can I, all, we can get out of that hole too, though. It's 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 hard, but it, it's work. You got out of the hole. Yeah, so did you. Yeah. So, I mean, so did Coda, you know what so I mean? So did like, Coda. Coda and looks I, good. You know, mm -hmm. seeing him on the Skype call, he looks great. He looks healthy. And, mm -hmm. and bringing it back to listening, I was really grateful to be able to hear his story because i didn't know the whole story because he and i don't talk very much i was supposed to call him on his birthday and i got super busy and i texted him and said i'm gonna call you after work and then i got slammed and then i went home and passed out immediately mm -hmm. and i haven't called him since because i'm a bad friend so i should probably give him a call soon but anyway it was great That's to hear much. his story and to listen to those things we learned you know mm -hmm. to round it back to listening again it's 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 such a it's the most common way of learning it's like a primitive way of learning is listening to these ideas that are being shared and that's why i appreciate uh being in the program is listening the, the most i get out of that is listening and watching how other people do it you know and learning from them one of the biggest epiphanies that i had in sobriety was not necessarily not about me but it was about my dad mm -hmm. and so for a long time and there's probably still some deep-seated resentment, and I'm still working on it with him, and he's long since passed. But I was listening to another guy who was talking – this older gentleman who was talking about his mother and about medication that his mother was on that rotted her brain. Right. And all this time, up until like six or eight months ago, I just was always like my dad was fucked. He was an asshole. He was just a – piece of shit alcoholic like even with everything that i have learned in the like four years and knowing about the disease i mm -hmm. still had this feeling obviously you know it's hard when you're when you're a kid and you know you deal with all that stuff coming your yeah, way yeah of course yeah but he, this guy was talking about his mom and about the medication and how it rotted her brain and so she wasn't really there it wasn't really her and my father was on this medication for years like my whole almost my whole entire life actually my whole entire life you know he used to tell me a story about how um and this is like in the 70s where he woke up one morning and his girlfriend was like in the bathroom, like breaking these needles that she had found because he, she thought he was like a heroin addict. And I guess this is in the seventies. There was like injections you gave yourself for his asthma that he had. Mm -hmm. He had like chronic asthma. And so, um, like, no, that's my medicine, baby. I need that. So my dad had been injecting medication that was yeah. not properly prescribed at least that was the best they had at the time so it fucked up his brain from a very early age yeah you know so that's like him in his like 20s or 30s i guess yeah so so that was one of the biggest epiphanies that i ever heard was like oh you mean my dad was mentally ill and like of course yeah. you go, duh he was an alcoholic but i was like oh shit it was it was like tenfold because of all the the 
the drugs. Yeah. The, the prescription yeah, medication, yeah. you know? Yeah. So yeah. if I hadn't been there or if I hadn't been listening or if I had, and I don't know if you do this sometimes where I'll be, I'll be in a room and somebody will be talking and then I'll start to think like, uh, there's nothing here for me. Or I'm like, man, I really got to pee, but I don't want to disrupt things. Or mm-hmm. uh, I think about anything. I'm like, yeah, maybe I should have put some more sugar in this coffee or some more stevia. Or yeah, you know, like, yeah. oh, I got to get out of here. And I'll look up and be like, yeah, it's fucking 23 more minutes of this shit. And I'm just like, and I have to, I've gotten better to the point where I stop myself with those thoughts or I go, okay, that's fine. But like, let's really try to be like active in this listening. Let's really try to like, let's not try to analyze everything and let's just kind of like take it in. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I'm always like, I always want to get in there and and say, oh, so he, they're saying this or she's saying this and that means right. this and that's how this applies to me. And I'm constantly trying to analyze everything and and that's not really listening either, I don't think, as opposed to just being a... Open vessel, yes. <laughs> open vessel, sponge, I'll say soak it up. But, and I think sometimes, too, people are expressing themselves just to be heard. They're not trying to necessarily teach you anything, but you still learn from those things. I think I learned something, uh, sounds like a cliche, but I think I learned something from everybody, whether it's positive or negative, whether it's a behavior or an attitude or an opinion or an opinion about that person, which makes me question myself and why I think that way and you know, listening's a funny one. It's it's not a funny one. It's a um something I'm not great at sometimes. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can ask my wife, but I think even our communication, our communication has gotten so much better. But but see, I think we do this a lot in the podcast and, and I'm glad we do it, but I also hate to be repetitive where I say this is how it used to be and this is how it is now. You mm-hmm. know? But that's a great example of it. It's just the way we relate to each other that there's core things are still there that keep us a couple, you know, that those kind of way that we rely on each other and depend on each other and accept each other and help each other out, you know, but, and, and laugh at each other and shit. But now I'm really invested in what's going on there. Sometimes I check out, like I'm a human being. Sometimes I'm just like, boo, I don't, man, I got a lot of my mind, you know, I just, I just want to play the division right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. How is that? How is that game? You like that Super game? Super fun. The- I love it. Looter shooter, Tom man. Clancy? Yeah, but I mean, it's got. I mean, Tom Clancy roughly was like, I don't know, plague, and then that, then they make a game around the plague or something. Mm. But Speaking I, of I, the, really, yeah, I've never read his books, so I don't know. I just uh. know you shoot things, and then you get guns for it, and then you shoot more things, and you get guns for those things. I don't want to. Um... I don't want to harp too much on this, and I, but it's it's been on my mind as far as like the coronavirus stuff and things like that, and holding holding hands and you know shaking hands and shit like that. Like you and I both meet a lot of people. How do you do you? I mean, are you like a fist bump kind of guy nowadays? No, I just shake your hands. No, you just, I, mean, I just you wash shake? my hand. I work at a tattoo shop, so I wash my hand probably three times as much a day than other people do because right. I, I wash my hands to set up. I wash my hands to break down. If I go to use the bathroom, I wash my hands then. Sometimes I'll wash my hands after I leave the bathroom of the shop and go back into the tattoo shop because the bathroom at the tattoo shop is a public bathroom. It's shared among five units, so it's really gross. Mm-hmm. I don't even <laughs> trust wash. I'll wash them there and then open the door up with a paper towel. And as soon as I get in the shop, I'm just like, man, this is I don't trust any of that, and I'll do it again. So I'm constantly – my hands are really dry right now because I've been washing them. I Well, I've, I guess I've been washing them a little more than usual, but – Nah, I'll shake your hand. If you're super fucking sick and I see you coughing your hand, then I'll just <laughs> wave at you. But, right? But Don't I mean, do I'm that. just, I touch people all day long, you know? Right. So for me, it's like, yeah, I don't know. Like, are they not holding hands at the meetings at the end right now in California? Oh, I don't know. I just, there was something just that Linking arms? Yeah, I was, I thought about linking arms, but I, I felt like that was, I don't know. I held hands this last time. I did time. A, all men's. Like a stag meeting recently, and none of those dudes hold hands. Then you just ready prayer. They're like, I ain't holding your fucking hand. Wow, that's well, weird. A lot of masculinity in that room. Mm-hmm. Um, I, was I don't out of I, place. <laughs> I just, I, I, yeah, I guess I've just washed my hand. I mean, I work in a restaurant, so I mean, I'm constantly like washing my hands. I'm constantly like, okay, because it's just, it's food, it's people. Yeah. Yeah, like if so. you fist bump me, like you put the fist out, I'll give you the bump. I'm not afraid of that. But if you put your hand out, and usually I put my hand out, this is out of habit. I don't even. Well, 
so but I had a guy and I know this is off topic, but so I was picking up some Indian food and uh-huh. I see this dude that I, I kind of know that I worked with like a while back at some other place. And he comes out of the bathroom from the back hall and he reaches his hand out to shake mine. And I'm just like, I don't really even know him that well. Mm-hmm. And like, he just came out of the bathroom and I'm picking up food. His hands are super dry. <laughs> <laughs> no. And so I kind of reach my hand out to give him the fist bump. And then his hand, like he goes with the shake with the open hand and his hands wet. And I'm just like, ah, like, what's going on here? It's good dude? though. Maybe he washed his hand, or he peed Does it? his hand, or he found a like, fucking quarter in the jobs. toilet. Like, yeah, he found a quarter and it dropped his phone in the toilet. I imagine he washed his hands if they were wet. I imagine. But I mean, you can't trust too. anybody. But you can't get the coronavirus through pee, so you'll be all right. Yeah. So. If that's what you're worried about, is the COVID. COVID. I don't think I don't think that I'm worried. Although I know somebody who recently got sick who mm-hmm. stayed home and like has flu-like symptoms. So I don't know what they have. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe it's just a cough, but, um, but yeah, no, I'm not worried. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty fucking healthy. I talked to my doctor yesterday. I went and not yeah. went there for unrelated things. And she just said, you're very healthy just wash your hands and be aware. And so. Right. I think I already had it. Yeah. <laughs> You I got it? real sick in December and I ran a fever for like four days and had a cough, a really bad cough. No runny nose, nothing else, just cough and fever for like, had the cough for like a week. So I don't know. Who knows, man? I'm just, that's bugging me. All right. Patient zero. But patient zero. I don't know when you fucking spread it. You're welcome. Um, yeah. So, but so it just that whole listening thing has been really. I can't I can't stress it enough that how important it is. And also it's it's much it's much easier in the beginning to just sit quietly. You know, you'll yeah, hear from a lot course, of people yeah. they're like, you gotta share, man, you gotta get in there, you gotta get a, be a part of it, you gotta you know what I mean? If you're not if you're not contributing, you're gonna die. And I'm like, yeah, well okay. you need to share so the newcomer can hear, or they'll die too. I'm like, oh man. But you know, I have attended meetings with people regularly who have died from this disease, you know. And I do prescribe to the alcoholism and disease theory, but or the concept of it, but but um I don't think I don't know. You know what I mean? So I know that I know you once you go through recovery, like people, you'll get close people, get to know people, and they will die. They'll go back out and shit. But mm-hmm. that being said, uh the only reason I make light of it, I think I joke about it, is because it's so scared straight. And I was one of those troubled youth where I grew up. I immediately you tried to scare me straight, and I was just very resistant to that. You know what I mean? Like you don't listen to your mom and dad, you become crack addict and die. And I'm like, ah, motherfucker. You don't know. You don't know. You got some crack. <laughs> so I I I just I think it's I think it's okay. And you know I think one of the other things that that really scared me was having to was having to say anything at all to admit what I was or to say anything out loud. And so, I mean, I, and I, I don't even know if I did in the first time that I ever went to a meeting, I think I may have just like sat quietly and didn't say shit like the first few times, you know? Yeah. I'm on my first two meetings for NA meetings. So I didn't say nothing. I just sat and was like, wow, this is, I don't know if this is the right thing for me. And And I found an AA meeting. I ended up going to the NA meetings because the guy who was my cab driver used to drive me around drunk all the time, got sober through NA, uh-huh. and I wanted to get sober, and I was like, oh, homeboy who was my cab driver who gets fucked up all the time is going to NA. I should hit him up and ask him about a meeting because I had no resource. I didn't know where to go, so I hit him up and went to those two NA meetings, and I called my dad, and I'm like, I don't know what to do, dad. I've been sober now for about 10 days. I, I think I'm going to quit drinking, but I'm not sure, you know, I'm going to take a break, but I kind of want to go to some meetings. And I went to these NA meetings and like, I didn't really like them because it wasn't really, I'm not, I don't fuck with any of that stuff. I just like to get really drunk. And my dad's like, Oh no, you need to do that. And this and that and this. And so then I looked it up online and there used to be this awesome resource online called SIM, S I M SIM meetings. And it had all the meetings in Eugene, Oregon listed out in a table by day. Mm-hmm. By what day and what time? That it's it's long gone now, but that's how I started going. I, my first few meetings I shared, but it was all word salad. 
Like it was just all, I had no concept. I had no, uh, to this day when people share, I don't understand how they can carry one train of thought and go from one point to the other without digressing and going off on a path, which is what I do every time. Then I feel like I'm not contributing mm -hmm. correctly, but that's all insecurity on my end. I would right. much prefer to listen to what someone has to say because I take those things home. I write them down on my dry erase board sometimes in my kitchen, you know, and kind of go <clears throat> use that as my resource. So it's very important for me to listen. It's more important for me to listen to talk. This is my time to talk right here on the podcast. <laughs> this is your you hour. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, because if you're out in Eugene and you listen to this and you see me in a meeting, I, nine times out of ten, I'm not going to say shit. Like, <clears throat> I'm just going to listen because so many more people have figured it out and I want to hear them. What I haven't figured it out. You know, I'm just here to learn it. I was so that's that's funny that you say that because I so I shared at the last meeting I was at. It was my they I was asked to speak. Mm -hmm. And so I got up <clears throat> and I spoke and, <clears throat> you know, I kind of have this train of I have this idea about what my story is and how I want it to go and how I want to say and. It never goes the way that I, that you wanted to, because I don't have it all dialed in. And <clears throat> excuse me, I don't think it would sound very good if I did have it all dialed in, because I've heard those too, and I'm just like, oh, this person said this a thousand times. Yeah. But one of the things that came out of my mouth was, um, something to the effect of, oh, I come in here, I sit quietly, and I often try and sneak out as soon as I possibly can. <clears throat> mm -hmm. And somebody else came up to me and they were like, oh, and they said something to the effect of like, oh yeah, you do. It's really nice to get to know you a little bit more because you totally do sit here quietly and then sneak out. Yeah. And I, I like to listen. And I've also been torn. I started leaving my phone in the car just because mm. I don't want it to buzz in my pocket and be distracting. Yeah. So I was like, man, I just more of like an, an intentional let's be present. I put yeah, my phone yeah, in the car. Absolutely. I bring my $2 bills, one for the basket, one for the pink can. And, um, and that's it. Right. And my car keys. But so it was great to talk to this guy. And then he was telling me how him and some other dude would get together and they would, um, read the big book and they would like pick words out and then they would go in the dictionary and they would just go like, what does that word mean? What does mm -hmm. discerning mean? And they're like, Oh, this means this. And this means this. And they'd have like this whole fucking big conversation at a coffee shop with a dictionary about like what all these words mean. That's great. It was man. awesome. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, Oh shit, this is what, you know, this is the kind of stuff that I'm missing out on a lot of times by like sneaking out. But I really do like to sit there and listen. And I'm thinking, I don't want to bring my phone, but I really need to start bringing like a little notepad and a pen because there's been moments where I'm like, oh man, you got to remember that. But yeah. if I try to keep that, you know, keep that in my head and then I'm going to forget it and whatever. So I think it's really valuable to be able to take those things home and put them on the dry erase board yeah. or, um, <clears throat> I don't know, just have them, I, I you know, not just, to, to find a way to apply them to my life right? that helps me do better. <laughs> there are not very many instances in my life where I get to get advice like that. You know what I mean? That uh, Where I get mm -hmm. to get those kind of life lessons, you know, from other people who have lived their lives. You know, there's not very many. I mean, I get them from you, too. You've inspired me to do things. I've inspired you to do things, just even mm -hmm. in our recovery, from just talking and listening to each other, you know? Mm -hmm. Um. But, but, you know, it's it's just it's it's always the antithesis of active alcoholism in the sense that active alcoholism is very uh, self-centered. So why listen? You just close off. You go into you crawl into your little uh, hermit crab shell, mm -hmm. you know, your mental hermit crab shell and you're safe and comfy in there, you know, until you have to go back out in the world again. The world tells you, no, you can't be drunk all the time. You're like, fuck you. I'll show you. And then you go back and, you know. And then bad things happen, though, you know. I'll show you. If were just an insular disease and you only harmed yourself, then I'd be like, good luck. You know, a lot of people are going to be hurt because it's never that way. But if it were, like, if you existed in a vacuum, I'd be like, well, you know, God bless you. Good luck to you, you know. But but you but don't. It affects no, it's all outward. It's like you just – in active alcoholism, it's almost like you're standing in a crowded room just swinging your arms around thinking you're not hitting anybody, you know, and you're just mm. tagging everybody in the room, you know. Hurt my wife, hurt my daughter, getting out there in a bicycle, riding in the middle of the street. You know what I'm saying? Like doing, <laughs> trying to start fights in bars, like all that trying shit. to start fights with my friends, like all that shit. It's all actively, 
It's all just actively fucked up. I can't think of the word right now. Maybe I should do some more listening. Maybe this should have just been an hour of us sitting in silence. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, that'll be M for meditation. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, it's it's such a um, like you said, it's if it were just an insular disease, it would be it wouldn't be fine. But it's not. There's so it's so destructive and so. Like the hermit crab thing is so true. Yeah. I would, it just got, I just, I felt like it was so much better if I was just alone and drinking and drinking and alone. But of course there was all, I always had some weird portal. I was always call somebody drunk or fucking post on Facebook 14 right. times. Reach out because you get lonely and want some back and forth. Something. No one right? else is as fucked up as you are at that moment. Someone is, but they're probably not on Facebook. And if they were, they wouldn't be interested in me. They would be no. interested in themselves, right? right. So I, I I think about that a lot, about a, the isolation and the, the just being wanting to just be away. And if I could just be left alone to get as drunk as possible, then everything would be fine. And like, that's just not the way that it works anymore for me. You know, I... I uh -oh. <sighs> I couldn't do half the things. I mean, I think about like waking up in the morning and doing, you know, whatever it is I have to do in the day. Like I had to go do this training. That's the other thing I wanted to talk to you about. So I had to do this training for this new restaurant job, but I was like, oh, I don't know if I have enough time to go for a run. And I was like, I'll just go for a short one. And it's mm -hmm. like, I end up doing four and a half miles because yeah. I was like, Oh, I got plenty of time. It's not going to take me that long. I think I'm still in this mindset where I got to make sure I give myself enough time to get ready. Yeah. Because there, That's exactly I would... where I'm there. That's where I'm exactly where I'm at. Because <laughs> I, I think there's something in the back of my head or in my like whatever subconscious where I'm like, I need to lay around for four hours before work. I, you <laughs> know, because I'm going to be so hungover. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that's nothing more than just like sweat it out, take a shower, cold compress, ibuprofen. Mm -hmm. Try not to feel like hell, but I don't need that anymore. I was like, oh, I went for a run for almost an hour, and then I come home, and I take a quick shower, and I make some food, and like, oh, it's time to go, and it's no big deal. Right. And I, ha I have so many memories of it being so stressful and rushed and, like, hurried and forgetting things and being in a fucking horrible mood and, yeah. you know. And now it's now it's doing wine wine testing. Yes. What, what do you call it when you don't drink the wine? Well, I don't know. It's not a wine tasting. Well, there was wine training, wine education. So – I'm working in this new job, and or I'm going to be at some point. I hope they 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 said they're gonna open soon. I don't know. Um, they need to open soon, or I'm gonna find another job. But so right. part of it is wine education. So they had this guy come in and open up all these bottles of wine, and they pour them all out. And of course they say, um, they say, oh, there's no pressure to drink. And I'm like, yeah, that's fine because I'm not going to. But so swirling it in the glass, they're talking about where it came from in Italy or France or California or whatever. And everyone's and, you know, most people are taking a sip and spitting it out and then putting it in the big dump bucket, which is pretty fucking gross. But I just kept thinking in my head, like, damn, that's a lot of wine. Like, fuck, yeah. that's a party right there. It's fucking <laughs> just three liters wine. of spit yeah. wine. Yeah. Mouth wine. You know, like it's gross. But that's my thought. Not mm -hmm. that I would really do that. But, you know. Or, you know, in the past, it'd be like, oh, there's all these open bottles. Let's go get fucked up. Let's go take right. what can we take home and we'll just pound take it. Home. Yeah, because you would just go tell the guy like, hey, I'll take these off your hands since they're already and, open. You know? Yeah. And here's another thing. So and this guy was super cool. So the guy who did the wine uh, education, uh, but he like I told you this where he ran seven marathons in seven days on seven continents. Right. So like he was just a normal dude who loves wine and loves to run and, and whatever. But so he's doing all the tastings. And so I got my nose in this wine all day, every day for like three days. Yeah. And it's just kind of like, yeah, I mean, I think I'm used to it because I work around it all the time. But I'm like, yep, smells like wine. Yeah. Oh, that's oh, oh, yeah. Blueberry cobbler. Mm hmm. Yeah. I'm like, I just need to know the words to use to sell the shit, you know. Right. I mean, and so but we had a guy come in and do the spirits tasting. And this was interesting. He was he's seemingly happy dude. He was very excited, had all these things to say about tequila and the vodka and the gin and the whiskey. But at one point, somebody asked him something about like if there was anything else he liked to do or what else did he do outside of like the spirits world or something like that. And he said to a group of people he was training, 
kind of half joking, but not really. He's like, well, I'm kind of a really a lonely guy and this is really all I do. I, I do this, you know, I drink a lot. And there were some jokes about being hungover or whatever. And it was like, it was so weird. Like, I feel like he just like got honest for a half a second. And that's what mm -hmm. popped out was like, I'm really, step him. <laughs> I didn't know what to say, man. It was just so, it was fucking trippy. And I was like, I wanted to be like, bro, it's okay. You don't have to do this anymore. <laughs> but, you know, I just dumped the fucking tequila in the bucket and, like, left. Just smelled it, yeah. It smells like fucking like, Anejo. Like, basically, yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, you know, and whatever if I have my two cents here and there about something. But it was just so weird that he was that he would say that out loud. And I think he was kind of trying to make a joke about you know, drinking, but I think that's too is something. Well, we and everybody up. laughed, right? Yeah, and everybody yeah. laughed. Except for you, you were in the back of the room all. Hmm. I was like, hmm. I know how you feel, bro. You want to hmm. talk about it? Yeah. <laughs> I'll meet you behind the community center at fucking three o'clock. You right. know. Right. And you just open up the basement door. And you're like, here's where we go. <laughs> Smells like cigarettes and old Bibles down there. <laughs> but, you know, like it was just a trip. And I'm thinking to myself, like he meant that partially as a joke, but like there's, there's a, some a great nugget of truth. Yeah. yeah. A kernel of truth. A kernel of truth where he's going to go back to his well stocked bar in his Brooklyn apartment somewhere and and just go mix himself some fancy cocktails and sit alone. Yeah. I tattooed a guy who is a bartender. Yesterday, yesterday, did I work yesterday? Whatever day I worked last Tuesday. Mm He's -hmm. like a bar manager, and he he uh, manages an Irish bar that does I just Irish whiskey pretty much. They're called Pint Pot, hmm. and it's a pretty good bar. I mean, I don't know. I never drank there because I got so I was like I even told him I was like you fuckers open up a whiskey bar like a month after I fucking got on the wagon. And uh, but he was talking about nothing sad or anything. Just like yeah, he's like yeah, I love Irish whiskey. I go home and have a nice he said some irish whiskey name and he's like over soap cold soapstones sure you don't want it to water down right with the ice i guess so what is that is that just a rock you put in the freezer yeah, it's a frozen okay. rock yeah so and then i thought of this man this young guy because he was in his 20s like his ritual of like going home and having his drink maybe two and then going to bed do you know what i mean and like mm -hmm. just it, it just lays in comparison to my attitude and the way i still think about alcohol I still think about it, and there's never moderation in my mind. No. So I just I live a life of abstinence from alcohol because there's never moderation. I could not think of, and not because I'm like doing the big bad alcoholic talk. Like my brain just doesn't process the idea of one of one of anything. To be honest with you, um, like even with this calories in, calories out thing, like I'll eat the serving, but my brain is still clicking. Like no, 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 no. And it takes a lot for me to like not do the extra, you know what? I have to distract. I have to use my uh, recovery training to like not do that <laughs> other shit, you know, to mm -hmm. like, I just eat one Oreo. Like I can just eat one fucking Oreo. Right. But the other two are like, come on, man, there's three in the serving. Hey, and I'm like, buddy. I just want one though. Hey buddy, we're filled with mint, bitch. It's not even real mint, you know, um, but I thought about him in the same way. It's these people you encounter out in the world. You listen to them. You, know. you listen to and well yeah like that that's a, and maybe there's nothing wrong with this dude who just likes to have his two whiskeys and go to like, bed there's nothing i don't think so he's just a young guy who works in bars and is doing that bar thing so i'm like cool man like and even if you're like yo i pound a whole fifth i'd still be like cool man you know godspeed if you, you know if you start following me on instagram maybe send me a message sometime if you need help that was that was the other thing this guy said. They were joking about um, something about oh he was talking about the sober curious movement and how it's much more popular to be curious about being sober and not drinking. And he said there's these bars where people don't where they don't serve alcohol. And he was like, and I don't understand that at all. <laughs> A yeah. bar without booze? What is that? <laughs> yeah. And my it's opinions. Called a coffee uh, shop. Right. So my opinions <laughs> on it are are I would never go. I don't right. I don't find it interesting. Um, I would want to find other ways to socialize, but I think there's some value for some people in some situations, right? Right. Like, um, but I don't think that I would ever be one to be like, hey Jerry, you want to go to uh, want to go to the bar and drink some fruit juice, like fancy fruit juice stuff? Well, like here's the thing is, I would probably go, but I would just get a diet coke. 
<laughs> do you know what I'm saying? You're but still just, just a basic like dude. With, yeah. Yeah. I just go to sit with other people, I guess. But mm-hmm. I mean, I can do that in bars too. I can. Oh. I just yeah. like you can stick your nose in a wine glass. Like I can sit in a bar. I can't sit there for long because I start getting bored. Mm-hmm. You know. Right. That too. And people start getting sloppier and sloppier, and it, it it really it depends on the people I'm with. You know, if it's people I really love a lot, you know, like really good friends of mine, I don't mind them drunk most of the time because. I was around them drunk when I was drunk. So there's no new information being given to me in that moment. Right. Whereas if it's newer people that I don't know, and then they, you know, they drop all the facade and they, all their inhibitions drop and they start getting a little weird and glassy. Uh, then I'm like, Oh man, I don't want to be fucking with you. But if it's like any of my really close, most of my close friends, it depends on the friend, you know? I think it's funny that like, if I were to say, hey, let's go to this dry bar because they got this really great like elderflower and saffron kaffir lime spritzer. And you would be like, yeah, I'm just going to get a Diet Coke, which is exactly the same way when I started bartending and I was like, we got to go to this fancy cocktail. And I tried to give you like a $16 Armagnac. And you just wanted a Jack and Co- or a Beam and Coke? It was like a $20 Armagnac, dude. It, yeah. And I and fucking spit almost it out. It up. Yeah, spit it out all over the bar. Yeah, because I was like, give me a shot. Yes. And I thought you were like a nipple or like, do you know what I mean? Like an adiosmo, some fucking girly drink. I just, I and, and men drink those drinks too. But you know what I mean? Like some fucking yes. basic beginner fucking drink. Like that's the shot I wanted. I'm like, I want something layered that tastes like a cake. And you're like, here, have some gross-ass armagnac. And I was like, oh, this smells like hazelnuts. It must be delicious. And it was not. But it's true. It's exactly the same thing. You'd be like, come try this crazy fucking booze with me that has all kinds of extra shit in it. And I would just walk up and be like, give me a beam and Coke. You'd be like, can't take you anywhere, dude. Basically. Even now, um, I would totally go to the elderflower bar and be like, I'd take a little sip of your elderflower and be like, hey, Coke Zero. You know that the problem, the you want to know the biggest problem I would have with that is the level of sugar that goes into them. I wouldn't exactly. want to drink all that exactly. sugar. Yeah, exactly. Because you're just replacing the booze with sugar. You need the sensation of something overwhelming, you know, which is mm-hmm. fine. It's totally fine. fine. I actually have kind of changed even my outlook on the whole sober November, whatever, all that. We've had podcasts oh, about really? me being like, I don't know. Well, I'm not, I haven't accepted it as far as like, I haven't embraced it, but I'm like, you're going to do what you're going to do. Like, I know, you know, I guess I haven't really changed my attitude because my follow-up is going to be like, it's kind of silly, but you're going to do what you're going to do. You know, but who's all or nothing, right? I, I guess I'm an all or nothing person. Me too. Me and too. I shouldn't apply that to other people, but like, like we have a friend, we have someone we know who, who took a year off and is back on again, I believe. I believe, I believe. Yeah. And which uh, they power through them, you know, they, they made a choice and they, they are, I, I, as far as I know, they're happy. Yeah. You know, I, I, but, and I don't, I don't, I don't care. And I have like, no ill will against that person no. or anything. I just noticed these things. I'm not dumb. I'm like a goddamn booze detective. Mm-hmm. Your Instagram stories. <laughs> right. Rim. Hmm. you know but like at the same point it's really honestly but there's no judgment my opinion means nothing there's the only judgment there is one of like uh, whimsy is the wrong word but one of like amusement like oh okay but even then i'm like i don't know you i don't know what you deal with in your personal life or private life i don't know if maybe you just got a little out of hand and you're like i'm gonna take a year off and you dial it in and everything's fine yeah and then everything's fine lots of people have done that i've talked to Lots of people. I've talked, we just talked to Coda last week who does not drink, but doesn't use a program. I mean, as far as like, doesn't go to a, he uses his own program, but you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, and I have no judgment. I'm proud of him. You know, like I'm like really proud of him. Good job. You know, which, which, you know, coming to think, come to think of it, like it makes perfect sense. I think. What's that? I think he thinks that we kind of judge him like, oh, he's on a dry drunk. And I'm not at all. I'm like, you figured something out. Like, show us the way, fucking Master Sage. Well, that's what I think is like, I should have known that he was going to like pave his own way or do his own thing. He's like, yeah, man, I I don't need that. No, I don't. don't. (laughs) I got it. I got it. I got it figured out over here. And so I I know he listens to these sometimes too. And he'll probably listen to this and be like, those fucking guys are talking about me. Keep your name out of my mouth, Wagner. Well, I'll I'll um I'll give him the opportunity to come back on and uh and give his rebuttal. But uh PS4 headset. That's PS4 headset. Great, I love it. <laughs> it's awesome. Um 
but yeah, man, I just, I think that I, I don't know. The dry bars are, I think they're good for people who enjoy them. And I, I think more power, I would much rather have a bunch of people who are out there drinking fucking fruit juice and getting behind the wheel than yes. other things. So and having a genuine, at least what appears to be a genuine sober good time. Good time. Yeah. Using alcohol to like enhance, because it is an enhancing drug. It can work sure. in positive ways at times. It just doesn't work that way for me because I'm an alcoholic. Doesn't work that out. being said, like, like you said, I'd rather you drink a bunch of fucking elder water <laughs> with Sprite and a fucking lime and get behind the wheel than the bunch shitload of chamucos, yeah. you know. I just get, and I'm getting really like, speaking of, it's hard. It's really hard to have restraint and resolve sometimes. Even like, not about alcohol for me anymore. I'm not gonna drink, but like. And I thought about you and the way that you're really good at portion control. That yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't, with some things, I am not as good with that. Like they brought all this food out and there was this fucking rich, beautiful mac and cheese. There was this rotisserie right. chicken. They had this um, pate and duck liver mousse. This shit looked delicious. That and I was like, man. Great. Yeah. And this was yesterday when I, there was no exercise. Like very, there was no cardio, so there was no, there were no, there was no calorie deficit to mess around with, and I was just like, and nobody cared, nobody said mm -hmm. a word, nobody like tried to hand me a plate or a fork or anything, nobody gave a shit. It was all in my own head. But I was, oh, and the fucking fresh baked chocolate chip cookies. I overdo it at those things, so I every time I will, I don't give a fuck. I'm like, I'm maintaining. I'll overdo. It. I'll I'll pay for it tomorrow, just mm. like drinking. Yeah, right. I'll, I'll pay that bill tomorrow. <laughs> anyway, so what did you? No, get? I did. Oh, but you don't eat meat though. Not really. Meat? No, not really. Um, I had some. I had some uh, anchovies the other night, but that was about it. A weird snack, dude. <laughs> it is Just a weird. By snack. themselves in a little yeah. fucking ramekin. Yeah, basically. So you're scooping them out of the carrot. <laughs> basically, That's, I just ate them straight. It's a weird uh. ass snack. My whole life is weird ass snacks, dude. Odd couple, dude. Jesus Christ, you're like Jack Klugman, like stinky cigars and I eat I eat avocados in the car. Like I carry a little yeah, pair. I know. Put it in there. the fucking in the green colder, like with your sweet potato. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but it was just, and even today they had like the chocolate chip cookies. The pastry chef, she's like, yeah, I think I finally perfected them. These are really, really good. And you're like, just, fuck you, bitch. Like, no. They're not on the program right now. I do. Um, I do. I'll do like, ha oh, no, I'm not going to lie. I'll do one. Like Megan will take me to these like real estate parties and I'll totally fuck it up. I don't care. I'm like, ah, bills due tomorrow. Bills due tomorrow. I'll deal with it tomorrow. But then I don't eat like that for another like two weeks, three weeks. A yeah. month. Do you know what I mean? But then I'll have that one time where I'm just like, uh, yeah, it's time to get fucking wild. I'm like, no, yes, some prime rib. Thank you very much. The greatest piece you got, Danny Clayne style. <laughs> I eat I eat a bunch of popcorn, which is not terrible, and I Pop eat grapes, which are not terrible. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, but I, it's also salt and butter, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't put any butter on it. And anyhow, this is I this episode's about listening. But um I think it's more <laughs> listening to my body and trying to listen to like what's good for me and what's not, and listening to the fucking voices in my head. Right. <clears throat> Um, and also trying to not break down when I, not to feel bad or guilty or shitty when I want to have something tasty, you know, but that little, that little voice, it's like, fuck it, just have some more. Did I tell you about the, that's little... the additional, the one that keeps telling you to keep going. That's the mm -hmm. one you have problem with. Yeah. That, um, that my girlfriend made me, she's like, I got a little dessert treat for you on your birthday. So I went over there and she it's cooked dinner. Apple. <laughs> no, it was so it was the sugar-free ice cream or like maple syrup ice cream, whatever uh -huh. it was. It's like organic peanut butter, like natural peanut butter, and it was this fruit sweetened like jelly. And she made it in this little sundae, and it was so fucking good. And Jerry, it hit the spot in the brain. You know the one where you're just like, oh my god, this is like, yeah, I need to have more of this. And I I yeah. have a yeah. bowl in front of me, and mm -hmm. it's in my mouth, and I'm thinking I need to have more. Yeah, like, I have how do I get it. more I when this ends? It. I need to get more of it. You have all of it, but it's not enough because it's going to go away, and then you have to figure out how to... I do it all the time. Right? It's going to go away. All the fucking time. I do it, like, every day. It's going to go away. <laughs> that's that's it. That's my the fingers. Yes. Yeah. It is. Oh, it my God. That's it's the alcoholic. And I need more. And so I even, like, my birthday was on the 3rd, so that's, like, a week ago, right, or something like that. Like, that's over a week ago. 
made just over a week ago. And it's just like, oh, it was so good. And I've been thinking about it for a week. So, I mean, I don't know. Like, I could go get some, but I know that I would eat the whole pint, and I would fucking crush half the jar of peanut butter, and I would eat the half jar, maybe the whole jar of jelly. And that would right. be like a day and a half's worth of fucking calories in one just relapsing right there. You just get relapse all that shit. So that's what I, when I think of cookies and fucking rotisserie chicken and all these big bowls of mac and cheese, like they didn't eat it all. And I was like, I would have fucking like ate that whole bowl of motherfuckers. You guys are all just having little bites and shit. Like that's yeah. how I think about everything. So I have right. to be more diligent. So if I break down and feel bad, cause I had six cups of grapes, like that was my like big fucking blowout yeah. that night. Well, you also have to have a healthy relationship with it, too, and understand that, like, you know, that you shouldn't beat yourself up on it. But, you know, that's a whole other thing. Are you maintaining or actively losing still? Are you maintaining? Maintaining is harder than losing, I think. I'm not actively losing because I I feel like I've – I'll have to check my weight the next time. But I feel like I have been um, – overeating for so long and now I'm trying to bring it back down. But then there's been a couple of days where I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going over. Right. It's going to eat this and I'm going to be 400 calories over. Mm -hmm. And I don't care because I'm fine. Like I'm like, but you're I also just, earning those calories running too though. There's that. So it's like, I'm, I'm, I think that I'm kind of, I'm still figuring Probably it out. Even, yeah, like, honestly. yeah. I mean, I'm, I don't know. I'm I'm still figuring out. I'm trying to just fucking enjoy. You're still it. running like four miles a day. I mean, that's Basically, 500 calories for me. That's 500 calories. For me, it's Actually. like six or something. Right. But it so, so that's a whole meal. That's like a whole 600 calories to me is like a whole meal. <clears throat> or so, or one lick of ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> so, but this is the kind of brain. This is brain talk. This is the kind of fucking shit. That, the thoughts. That's what the that's the word I'm looking for. Brain mm -hmm. talk. Compulsive, I'm very yes. compulsive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't. Whereas my with... portion control is really has a lot to do with the program, where I have to tell myself, nope, you've already got what you need, and you're on your numbers, so just go to bed, go to bed. Like it's almost early recovery shit, because usually it's in the evening. Because at work I can hold it yeah. together pretty, but it's usually in the evening at the house, and I'll be like, no, it's just time from time to go to bed now. Just like when you first quit drinking, I just go to bed. I go to bed at like eight. I'd like fall asleep at 7 38 o'clock, man. I would. I'd just pass out actually sometimes. Like sober. I'd be watching a movie and just pass the fuck out on the couch completely sober. Because mm -hmm. my body was just redlining, was redlining for so many years. And after that I learned that, that it's so funny that sleep was my biggest defense against alcohol, active alcoholism, just going to sleep. <laughs> that in Halo 4 or whatever it was? Yeah, no, it wasn't Halo. It was uh, uh Last of Us and uh Grand Last of Us. Five, yeah. <laughs> And Far Cry 5, Far Cry 4, 3, one of the Far Cries, the first, one of the early ones. Yeah. I liked Far Cry 5. I enjoyed it. I still so couldn't I. beat I it. it. I, I couldn't beat the last guy. You couldn't? I couldn't get it. Uh, maybe I should jump back into it, but I think I it's too late. That was like a year ago. I, the hardest thing for me was catching a fish. <laughs> legendary fish. You're supposed to catch this legendary fish, and I couldn't do it. It took me... 30 minutes and I couldn't do it. And I was like, fuck this game. I had already beat it. I was just trying to get like a hundred percent it. And then I was like, wait, I don't want a hundred percent this. That's lame. I just want to enjoy the story and move on. Maybe replay it later when I'm bored. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you, do you think that uh, Grand Theft Auto is ever going to put out another story? Yes. Or are we just, no, you're I not really going to get DLC, so. but there, I, there's something in the works. I think I've been watching my YouTube videos. There's something's happening. That's good because I'm tired of the online. I know that they've made fucking billions of dollars off of children. Oh yeah, you're not going to get DLC. Like but, you're not going to get an add-on to the previous story, but we'll probably get a new game. story. Yeah, yeah. And Kodos, they'll be racing. He'll be racing to the strip club. Racing, dude. Uh, all right. I well, we should get in groups with this too, and he's just like, "Nah, I'm gonna go race." I'm like, all right, Fast and Furious. I'll see you later, buddy. <laughs> well, he found uh, some stuff that I didn't even know about. He that one time we played, he's like, "We're gonna go shoot up these hillbillies up in the mountains." I was oh, like, "Oh yeah, yeah. been up here before." He's a hop in, Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> Great. So, um, we should probably stop this so people don't have to listen to us talk about video, video games, games here. Yeah, yeah. But on, man. I hope that we apologize again for the sound quality. It's just, I don't know. I'm going to have to reinstall GarageBand or talk to my wife out. and be like, what are you doing to your own computer? But yeah. Yeah. We'll figure it out.
Thanks again for listening. Our music, as always, is by Neglect. You can find more of his stuff at neglect.bandcamp.com. And you can find us on all social media platforms that matter, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can reach us at aisforalcoholic at gmail.com. Talk to you later. Yeah.